Thank you for joining in for another episode of Keeping It Real. Today we're covering fitness myths. Yes, lots of fitness myths going around out there. Lots of falsehoods. Lots of things tricking people. I can't cover them all, but I got a couple that I can definitely share with you. I can clear this up. So let's go ahead and start. Number one on my list is, if some is good, more is better. Wrong. Okay, definitely a myth. Example. Let's just use an example out of the fitness realm, kind of in the health world. A doctor says to you, take this medicine for your headache. 200 milligrams a day would be good. Well, you have extra at your house and you decide 2,000 milligrams a day is going to be even better if 200 milligrams will work, then I absolutely know I will not have any problems for the rest of my day with work or anything I'm doing if I take 2,000 milligrams. Now, if you have headaches on a regular basis and you keep doing this, you are not doing yourself a favor. In fact, you are destroying your organs because this medication in high dosages just pulverizing your kidneys and your liver and can lead to hepatotoxicity. It can lead to cancer. There's side effects to things in this life. And most things that you do in excess turn around and bite you in the ass. So that was just an example. So let's look at um, in the gym, excess cardio or weight training. It can be deleterious, meaning instead of bringing you benefit, it does the opposite. It tears you down, causes injuries, leaves you sore. You're, you're taking two steps forward and four steps back. So how's that making progress for you? Bringing you negative benefits is never going to serve a purpose for you. So it's not that you need to do more. Neither I dose. Lots of people observe professional athletes, their routines, and they say, Oh, yeah, I'm going to copy this. They see it in a magazine or on TV or hear them talking about it or a movie star or something like that who has a professional trainer watching over them from morning till nighttime, every little thing, making adjustments. Okay, well, let's just look at the pro athletes. Are you forgetting the pro athlete has trained for... 10, 15 years to get to where they're at? Or maybe it's a professional bodybuilder that you're copying and he's on an anabolic steroid regimen that allows him to weight train with high intensity two to three hours a day and he somehow can heal from that. 
a normal person can't do these types of things. There is a healthy balance. So if you do not find the healthy balance, more is not better. Just remember, more and harder is not best. The right dose is. Because your body has to have balance. You must heal from what you put your body through. Okay, so some is good, more is better. Incorrect. Dispel that myth. Next, do not lock out on any exercise. Pardon me, I had to burp. Do not lock out on any exercise, your joints. Okay, let's give an example so you can visualize since this is not on YouTube. At the top of a squat, you lock your knees, correct? At the bottom of a curl, the arm is completely straight and locked out. At the top of a bench press, you would lock your elbows out. All these are spots you could momentarily pause, you could rest, you could put all the weight right on the joint and take the tension away from the working muscles. True, you could. But you could also keep the active muscles tense and not resting. Then also don't pause at this spot. Try to continuously move until reaching failure. 8 reps, 10 reps, 20 reps, whatever you're going for. Now, I personally like a little planned rest-pause technique towards the end. Maybe just squeeze a couple more reps out. Like say if I'm going for 10, then I get to 8 and I'm so damn tired. I kind of pause a little bit at the top of my squat. But I don't lock my knees out and bear all the weight onto my knee joints. Instead, I'll just keep the muscles kind of tense, flexed, and ready. But I'm at the top where I get a little bit of leverage. Take a couple breaths, then drop back down, back up, rest, pause, keep the muscles tense so I'm not putting it all on the joint. Drop back down for one more, come back up. There's a rest, pause technique. That works. That's a way of doing it without... Putting all the pressure on the joint. But this do not lock out on any exercise is... It's a horrible way to teach somebody because a full range of motion is so beneficial. Okay, full range of motion, yes. On anything and everything you're doing. Now, I I agree with variations in your exercises, but in general, for everyone out there, full range of motion is the most functional way to operate your body, not in partial ranges of motion. And then, of course, I believe full range of motion is going to recruit the most muscle. I mean, that just makes common sense. So try to continuously move until you get through with your set. Try not to pause and lock out and put the pressure on your joints. But like I said, just remember that the full range of motion, this is the most important thing. It uses more muscle tissue. 
So if you're using more muscle tissue, that means more strength and development in all of the muscle used. Now, if I do a bicep curl and I come halfway down, there is a good portion of bicep fibers and probably my forearm muscle fibers that are not getting used because I don't go all the way to the bottom. And there are studies that have proved this. So I'm not talking out my ass. Try full range of motion. Do not believe that statement. You do not lock out on any exercise. And if you have a trainer that says this, fire him. You're fired, motherfucker. You're fired, as Donald Trump would say. Um... On to the next one. High reps burn more fat. Low reps grow more muscle. This sounds like a reasonable thing to say. You hear everybody saying it. Er, incorrect. Your body is an adaptive machine. You could change what you're doing every month or two. Six to eight week studies did prove that most muscle hypertrophy over other forms, eight to 12 reps, is the way to go. Okay? So that makes you go, oh, well, Jay, you're fucked up, man. You just said right there that lower reps are causing the most muscle growth, hypertrophy. But these studies never tell you the full story. The, the thing is, it's they studied for six to eight weeks. What, what about beyond that? Right? They're not still studying. At some point, your body adapts to diets. It adapts to workout routines. And you, listen, you got to change the stimulus. You got to change what you're doing. Your body adapts to everything. Workouts, diets, drugs, I mean, whatever it is. And then uh, it just doesn't produce the same results. So, I'll tell you personally, I do sometimes 50 to 100 rep sets. And I am not the kind of guy that you look at and go, he would do 50 or 100 rep sets. 50 to 100 reps, that's people that are thin. That's, that's They're lean. They do real lightweight. I don't. Sometimes I pick a weight that's super freaking challenging and stack it on and just keep going and going. And, you know, hey, if I have to, I'll do a drop set. I made it to 50 reps. I can't go anymore. Drop the weight 40 pounds, 50 pounds. Keep on going. Got 30 more reps. Oh, great. That makes 70 total. Then I got 30 more to go. Drop the weight a little bit more. Keep me moving. Nothing wrong with doing stuff like that every once in a while. In fact, it's not that there's nothing wrong with it. It's highly beneficial. It'll change the stimulus in the muscle. You'll tap into muscle fibers that you normally don't ever use. And you know what? 
50 to 100 reps can get them to grow. That's right. Not shrink. High reps burn more fat. <laughs> Low reps grow more muscle. In general, yes, that, that statement's true, but high reps can grow muscle too. Now, in general, high reps or low reps don't make a fuck about burning fat. Anything that builds muscle burns fat because the more active living muscle tissue you have on your body, then the more fat you're going to burn. You're going to become more of a, you're going to raise your metabolism. Let's just put it that way. You add a pound or two or five of muscle, whatever it is, consistently. You just keep training and you keep adding a little bit of muscle, a little bit more. Then your caloric surplus that you need every day to keep that muscle goes up. Meaning if you're eating the same diet, then your body's going to start burning off something. Maybe it's going to be fat. Anyways, you understand what I'm saying, hopefully. But these are just ideas to shock your body. Just change up your workout every four to six weeks. Maybe every month or two is a better way to put it. Try, 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 why don't you try this? No, listen, why don't you try, <laughs> try. I like the word twy. Try 20 rep sets for two weeks. Cool. Then try five to 10 rep sets for two weeks. Then try eight to 12 rep sets for two weeks. Adapt it into your program. That's six weeks worth of different kinds of training. 20 reps, two weeks, five to 10 reps, two weeks, eight to 12 reps, two weeks. Try it. You'll notice your body can't adapt because you're constantly changing, meaning you'll get better results. Maybe you'll find out something. Maybe you'll find out you flourish and grow in a certain rep range better than you ever did because you've never tried this before. And it's not just for guys growing, women when you're in there lifting weights, you're trying to sculpt your body too. You're trying to add, whether it's a half pound of muscle on your glutes or a, a little bit on the shoulder caps or on the back, whatever it is, you're gaining muscle too. You're changing your body dynamic, the way that you look. It's bodybuilding for women. It's bodybuilding for men. Women hate the word bodybuilding. Okay, you're just developing your beautiful physique, whatever you want to call it. But anything that's sculpting muscle onto your body is bodybuilding. Now, it's going to change the way that your body is built. It's going to lower your fat tissue and raise your muscle mass when you do it correctly. So dispel the myth. High reps burn more fat and low reps grow more muscle. Let it be gone. Let it be done. Okay, next myth. Cardio burns more fat. Or I am sorry, let me restate that. C 
cardio burns the most fat. Cardio, correctly stated, burns calories. Now, calories can come from other things than fat. <sighs> Cardio alone is great at burning, I hate to say this, muscle. Yeah, that's not what you wanted to hear. But yes, cardio is great for your health. It's great for your lungs, your heart, your vascular system. Longevity, yes, you cardio, you want to be in good cardiovascular health. But if you're just doing cardio all the time without resistance training, you're probably burning 50-50 muscle and fat. It doesn't just burn fat. And it doesn't burn the most fat. It's proven resistance training burns more fat than cardio does because of the change in your metabolism and the growth of extra muscle. Cardio has its benefits, but I mean, hey, just look at marathon runners. Look at long-distance bike riders. Look at the African tribes like the Hatsa that hunt all day for their food. You will not find an ounce of fat in the group that I am speaking of, in these kinds of athletes or these people that live this way. They do so much cardio that they have almost no muscle or fat. They have enough muscle to stay functional, to do what they need to do. The body adapts, holds on to just the amount of muscle it needs, but it will not keep excess fat. Actually, resistance training along with a whole food diet has the best success rate at burning fat. And I I think I just mentioned that. But muscles burn calories and raise your metabolism. You don't want to burn them off with a daily 60-minute elliptical workout every single day. And that's what you do to stay fit. You're going to decimate your body. Sarcopenia just... Muscle just gets eliminated, fat eliminated, everything. You're just going to be eventually a sack of bones and skin. It's better to mix resistance training and some cardio in a way that works for you. Find something you like doing. Find some form of resistance training that's fun for you and cardio that's fun for you. Or just do the resistance training and minimal cardio. That's basically what I do. I don't do an assload of cardio. I spend more on resistance training than anything. And I'm not trying to go get on a bodybuilding stage or anything like that. But, I mean, I basically keep my midsection where I can see my abs just about year-round. And it's resistance training and a mindful diet using whole foods. Minimal cardio. Just that's one thing you got to remember too. Eat in a way that promotes fat loss. Don't eat dog shit and expect to see great results just because you're doing fuckloads of cardio. Because cardio burns the most fat. No, it doesn't. 
You're going to end up being skinny but fat. That is what you are called, skinny but fat. It's this bony, soft, weak body. Don't be obsessed with the scale going down at any cost. Don't lose your muscle. Lose weight and keep it off by finding balance in diet, cardio, and resistance training. And that's all I will say for cardio burns the most fat. Dispelled. Fuck that. Next myth. Squats and deadlifts are not essential. They are essential. Whether you do them at the gym or you do them at home, heavy squats and deadlifts are essential. They are functional movements you want to be strong in until the day you die. These movements involve muscles for stability, balance, and strength from the nape, the very top of your neck, to the bottom of your fucking toes. Now, just think right now. If you think you're in great health, can you stand with your feet shoulder-width apart, put your hands out in front of you, dip down and touch your ass to the back of your ankles, and stand back up? No weight. Just by yourself, just doing that. If you can't do that, you have got a problem. You have got to get that fixed. Because if you have a problem with it now, 10, 20 years from now, you're going to be a wreck. Now, it's not only great that it's, if you can do this, it's more than strength. It's more than just muscle. It's flexibility. Like I said, it's an essential movement. Like to, to me, it's essential like walking. You will always have to bend over for things. You will always have to squat down. Or you will become very crippled in your average day-to-day life getting around. So, whether you can do body weight squats, deadlifts, a bodyweight squat or deadlift, they're basically the same thing. If you have to use body weight, just, hey man, they're about the same motion. If you get a kettlebell, you can do them a little bit different. If you get an actual bar, Olympic style bar, or some plates, then you can actually do the bar on the back of the neck for the squat, which is great because that involves pliability in your shoulders, arms, everything for you to actually throw the bar over your neck and hold it there, which you don't realize how much flexibility it takes until you do a squat. You're like, oh, damn. If you haven't put a bar behind your neck and put two hands on it, there's flexibility involved to do that. Then you got to squat down while holding it. For the deadlift, you're looking at the bars in front of your toes. You squat down, grab shoulder width or a little wider. Your feet are somewhere around that shoulder width. Just out, Your hands are just outside your feet. And you're starting from the bottom with your head up. You keep your back straight for both these movements and your ass low and you drive up with your legs. Oh, it's so important to be able to do these. 
You want to be able to do this forever. Trust me. So, find a way to do it. Get these exercises in every week. I mean, I don't care if it's kettlebells, body weight, bands. Get a, a weighted barbell set, just lightweight for the house. I'm not saying you got to kill yourself. You don't have to do Olympic style lifting where it's, hey, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Just something to get you to where you're doing the movement and on a regular basis so you keep functional in these ranges of motion. It's The saying goes, you don't use it, you lose it, okay? It's true. Most people are sitting most of their life. They live sedentary lives. They neglect these movements. Then in their 30s, 40s, 50s, tightness sets in more and more and more. They lack dexterity and strength. Squats and deadlifts are going to mimic real life. Don't substitute it with machines unless medically you have a reason to or something like that. Stay functional in these. It will shield you as you progress in age by maintaining a healthy, fit, functional body. Say you know you're going to die at 92 in your sleep peacefully. That's wonderful. What if we all just knew that we were going to fade away peacefully in our sleep at 92? That'd be great. We don't. But anyways, so what? You want to be functional and strong as possible, able to squat and deadlift until that fateful day at 92 where you pass away in your sleep. Because you can do it. I mean, you can look on YouTube right now and you can find old people that are squatting and deadlifting. They're not doing super heavy weights, but functionally, they're still fit enough to make these moves where most people are on walkers or they're in wheelchairs. So, squats and deadlifts are not essential. Eh, Incorrect. Fuck you, whoever said that. That is a lie. It's as essential as walking. Don't forget to squat and deadlift. Or if nothing else, just squat. With body weight, squat every day. Make sure you can put your butt on your ankles and stand back up without falling over for multiple reps. Okay, stress that enough. Here's one I'm very passionate about. And uh, it pisses me off listening to this shit in the media and all these... People making documentaries about it, books about it, and blah, 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 blah. What what am I pissed about? Meat. It's bad for you. I see it everywhere. Meat is bad for you. You're fucking evil for eating meat. You're a sack of shit, you motherfucker eating a hamburger. You cocksucker going and shooting a fucking poor little elk. Fuck you. I look at it this way. Everything is living. Plants are fucking living. Insects, they're fuck. You don't consider them. Most people don't give a fuck about stomping on a fucking insect. But they're worried about Bambi. Watched too much Disney, didn't you? Okay, some of these slaughtering plants are... It's inhumane the way the animals are treated, the way they live. Yes, fucking totally agree. But you think it's 
a good thing these humongous fields of grain that we run these meat grinders through to grab the grain up and shred up fucking millions of fucking rats and bunnies and pigeons and quail and I mean I can't tell you how many animals are killed while harvesting grains and vegetables and different things like that insects all the poisons that are put out to kill the insects that end up getting into our water, into our ground, end up poisoning us. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing I get into. But anyways, meat is bad for you. That's the thing I'm talking about. False. It is one of the most nutrient-dense, best foods you can possibly eat. Your body has to have amino acids. Or you'll die. Meat has them all in different forms. Plus it has creatine. Plus it's got vitamins. Plus it's got minerals. In forms you just can't get as a vegetarian without supplementing. That's right. If you're just a vegetarian, you know what? You're going to have to get some kind of supplements in. So you and your conscience can feel good. You can eat your Brussels sprouts and spinach and take all your multivitamins that make up for the lack of the fact of your amino acids that you're not getting and different vitamins like b12 or iron or whatever it may be that you're missing because you won't touch meat now listen i'm not trying to shit on vegans like i said there's many making it by these days and claim to be in great health I'm just looking at this realistically. Now, as I said, it may not be the most ethical way that we're conducting ourselves in some of these slaughterhouses. And obviously, we know that something's going on if you can't even video inside some of these slaughterhouses like it's against the law. Well, that's because, you know, chickens and cows and pigs and some of these places are just living in their own shit in little cages and they can't move and they're pumped full of hormones and horrible shit and it just gotten as big and fat as they are, can possibly get and then, you know, freaking killed in very horrible ways. And yeah, all that can all that stuff could change. We can change that by what we spend our money on. There's lots of wonderful people out there doing things the right way. Like I know ButcherBox is a great one. There's lots of places that are doing organic, letting the animals live a wonderful life on the um, uh, land, graze, do, do what they do, eat insects if you're chickens go plucking around and getting stuff if you're a cow you're grazing in an open field running around playing having fun until one fateful day yep you won't even know what hits you they stick an air gun to your head and pop you're gone it's yeah that, that part sucks but is meat bad for you no Taking away meat, is that going to help save the world? No. 
Cal farts are not destroying the fucking universe. That's another stupid fucking myth. Some of the biggest pollutants as far as carbon goes out there are our military, our, our ships and vessels that are in the sea and the airplanes and stuff like that that are flying around. It's not fucking automobiles and cow farts and all this stupid shit you hear about. It's misdirection. You got to look at what reality is. Just because you're told something at face value, don't fucking digest it. Think for yourself. So meat is wonderful for you. But here, here's the deal. Like, Think of it this way. If you put an omnivore, which will eat meat or vegetables, and you put a vegan on an isolated island and told them to survive, you give them maybe a way to uh, make a campfire or something like that. Sounds like naked and afraid, right? Well, the omnivore would hunt and the vegan would probably die just from lack of food or possibly eating something poisonous because, yes, lots of plants kill you. They are very poisonous. Yes. Now, there's not very many animals in this world that you can eat that will kill you. I mean, there's puffer fish and... You know, there's certain fucking things. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But it's mostly fucking plants that will murder you if you eat the wrong plant. Now, this is why I was not a big fan of Game Changers. It's the film that James Cameron, the humongous director of Titanic, Aliens, uh, God, I don't know. He's done so many great movies. Freaking phenomenal dude. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, love him. Love them both. Schwarzenegger recently said, screw your freedom and put on a mask. Well, screw you, Schwarzenegger. I'm not putting on a mask and I am as free as you are free. I don't know what happened to you as far as you making statements like that, but you must have got your head brainwashed in the political arena that you joined into because you came to this country and enjoyed our freedoms to make yourself who you are, motherfucker. And I love Arnold. I love James Cameron. I mean, see, I love both these guys. But they made this damn documentary, Game Changers. And it's propaganda pushing pushing this agenda. Okay? There are no world-class athletes dominating professional sports that are vegans. Period. But they will try to mislead you in this documentary. It's not true. There are no fucking vegans anywhere in the world dominating professional sports. That is a good measure of what vegans can do. You are not going to be at your physical best, in my opinion, and lots of others, if you do nothing but eat vegetables. You do not get the nutrients that are required to make you a maximal version of yourself. And Arnold, I mean, if anybody's trying to mislead you, Arnold definitely is in this documentary because he was a bodybuilder and this is what made him who he is, is eating four, five, six pounds of fucking meat every day. You have to to be a pro bodybuilder and have those massive muscles. You have to put in those amino acids, vitamins and minerals that only... 
meat provides to rebuild those torn down muscles you're working out at the gym all the time. You can't do it eating vegetables. And the fats in the meat are not bad. Fats in meat are good. Hell, especially if we get over to meat like fish, their fat is phenomenal. Omega-3 and 6 fatty acids and stuff in them. But it's demonized. See, it's processed meats that are bad. It's hot dogs and lunch meat. It's, okay, so it's a hamburger with two buns and mayonnaise and whatever other junk is on it. You eating these kind of things regularly can be very bad for you. Yes. But that's usually what people are looking at when they say meat's bad for you. That's not eating meat the right way. That's not the way I eat it. Modern hunter-gatherer tribes like the Hadza I look at in Africa, they would die today if you took away meat from them. They have to have it. Some people in this world are not living in the same world that we are. Listening to podcasts, carrying a cell phone. Some people are still running around with loincloths and spears in this world. There are still tribes out there. As archaic as it may sound, if they are observed... They hunt to stay alive. They are hunting gazelle and spearfishing and doing things of this nature. They will graze and get some kinds of vegetation, tubers, things of this nature. Also, yes, but the main thing that sustains these people that still exist now is meat. And if anything ever happened to this world and society shut down, what the fuck would you do? If every grocery store was picked clean, nothing left. You'd have to go hunting. Even if it's your neighbor, you'd have to hunt something. (laughs) Okay, anyways, I'm getting crazy on this. But yeah, okay, so meat is bad for you. Wrong! Meat is freaking phenomenal for you. Awesome. Have to have it. Next, obesity is healthy. Being fat is healthy. I mean, it's got to be true. Recently, a severely obese woman was on the front cover of a magazine I saw saying this is healthy. False. What in the world is going on that people are believing this shit? How is this even coming out in media or on magazines? Did they just absolutely believe Everyone out there is this fucking stupid? You cannot be overweight and healthy. It lowers your quality of life, your body function and mobility. 
It raises inflammation throughout your body. Yes, it raises inflammatory markers throughout your body, even in your brain, from having excess fat on you. It causes insulin issues, which lead to diabetes, estrogen sensitivity, lower health in general, cardiovascular issues. So what the fuck? I could just go on and on with all the reasons it's bad for you. So how is this magazine coming out stating it's healthy with this big fat girl on there all happy pose striking a pose you know good for her if she's happy and that's what she wants to do with her life because it's your choice but don't tell me it's fucking healthy now if you want to die of a coronary heart disease heart attack fucking diabetes when you're 30 or 40 years old fucking you can do whatever you want to. That's the great thing. I mean, you're free. You can do what you want. And if you're happy, then you know what? I'm happy for you, sweetie. Go get them. Go get another donut, baby. You just eat them up. Make yourself happy. But I mean, this is difficult for anyone that's obese or just a bit overweight. I got to imagine. It's like they're getting a group pat on the back to justify their condition and say, hey, it's it's okay. It's, let me pat you on the back. It's it's you're just a little overweight. You should be accepted. People are picking on you. People are bullying you. It's healthy. It's okay. Don't worry. You're healthy. No, it's not. Why are you lying to them? The only way it could possibly be good is a sustained famine. Like what I was just mentioning a while ago. Say, we cut off all food sources for a couple months. Fuck a year. Whatever. Healthy individuals would die off without extra adipose to live off of. I don't remember exactly how long you can go without eating, but you know what? Obese people, maybe... The fat stores would sustain some of them for months. They would live well beyond people like me. Maybe a year. Fat as some people are that I've seen. This scenario is not likely though. As I look outside today, excess is the reason we have the problem that we're facing with obesity along with many others. It's it's just excess nowadays. Everything in excess. So, that's another myth dispelled. I'm sorry, but being obese is not healthy. Don't believe it. If somebody says being obese is healthy, say, no, it's not. Don't care if you saw it on the magazine. Don't care if that's what you believe. It's not true. It's a lie. It's a fabrication. Somebody's just trying to score brownie points with the bigger people. Probably get them to eat more junk food. Feel okay about it. And, oh man, there's just, there's so much craziness. These myths, I mean, I'm sure I'm scratching the surface. You, you're probably telling me 
Right now, there's a couple of other myths. There's this myth. There's that myth. Yeah, there's tons of freaking myths. But I'm just covering some fitness myths as of late that I felt like were wonderful to be brought up and talked about. And you should think about these things. Hopefully some of them caught you off guard and made you go, hmm, I thought the wrong thing. Now I've been corrected. So, there you go. That's it for this week with Fitness Myths. Hope you enjoyed it. Look forward to catching up with you next time on the next show. Do me a favor since you're listening. Share this with somebody, a family member, a friend. If you can, rate and review it with the podcast service you're listening to. And also look for the link that allows you to be a contributor. Yes, you can contribute to the show. There's a link. Whatever link you're watching this pod, or watching, listening to this podcast through, there should be some, something down below in the description that says you can support the podcast. And that's right, for as low as a dollar a month. I would be grateful if you would support all the way up to 10. So pick your amount if you feel up to it and this information is worth it and it keeps you entertained or informed or whatever it's doing for you. That's what I'm trying to do is help some people out out there and give you a little entertainment in the process of providing information. So everybody in podcast land, Take care, and until next time, love you, peace out, Jay out. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com. Email me. Contact keeping it real.